Xbox, record this, is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, Xbox, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello. Daddy Diwali here, and welcome to episode three of Xbox Record This. And I'm joined, as potentially always, as always, with the assistant to the co-host, Mr. Chapeau Bear. How are you doing today? I'm great, Diwali. Thank you for having me again. It was uh, great to be here last time and thrilled to continue at least until you find someone better. Uh, <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, this is a continuation. I invited you back for the second interview, so... Uh, it's not official for those of you out there who would still like to apply for the show. Just so you know, Chapo Bear, like you said, he's just he's just filling in right now. Um, so Chapo Bear, we've got a lot to cover, and uh, we're gonna look at. I'm just gonna get right into it because I I do kind of want to get uh, some feedback from you. Um, I do want to give a shout out and a thank you to everybody who's been listening. Um, Chapo Bear, we've got crazy numbers okay we are growing and i wanted to share some numbers with you we have new listeners in denmark canada slovakia in addition to germany hungary and austria we are going global on this show um but 90 percent of our listeners are in the united states and uh 100 percent are male (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it sounds like know, that list of countries a, was like a uh, also the same list of countries of people who are asking for your credit card on Facebook. So you know, just be maybe. a little careful. <laughs> or we're getting more bot listeners. Even the bots followed me from Twitch over to uh, Apple Podcasts. So thank you. Um, but looking at this though, the majority are out, out, Apple Podcasts. Do you know what Overcast is? I, that's chance? what I use. That's my podcast listener. Is Overcast? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's and dope. Marco Spotify. Arment, shout out to ATP and Marco Arment. He's there. He writes the program for it. He's awesome. Okay, so maybe I'll have to check that out. And then other is listed. But I just wanted to share those numbers with you. So thank you for everybody who's listening. Uh, we've actually gotten a lot of feedback, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, so yeah, so some of the random questions I had for you, Chapo, and I wrote them down on my Google Keep. Oh, oh, great! You probably heard that. My Google Keep Notes, because I don't use Apple Notes, because it's dumb. Um, so, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Chipo Bear. Last episode, you said we are middle-aged. Are we? Yes. I, I just want to get some clarification. I mean, we're, you think we're... we're This I is middle-aged? I we're old. I just said we're middle-aged. Literally, like, what, you're 37? 36? I'm 36. Uh, 36, thank you. Okay. Almost, well, you keep, but yes, you in my mind, I do say 37. You keep that you had a better year than I did, which implies that you're older. I just want to throw that out. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, not True. not in the... I don't want to say we're the middle of our life, as in we're not going to make you past 70. But, uh, I mean, like, think about it. Like, we have careers, we have children, we have mortgages, right? We're, we're definitely not in our 20s. We're definitely not, you know, just in the early stages of careers. Like, we are deep in it. That's why, like... You know, midlife crisis. Let's start a podcast that all of our friends listen to because it's you know we're hilarious and good looking and that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm gonna have to look up what the definition of middle aged is because I was under the impression that's like 
for some reason I associate like late forties, fifties, or something. But you're telling me we're middle aged, so I'm scared. I would now. say we're on the, so we're I just on the, wanted we're on the to clarify the, the, the front end of middle aged. We're young, very you know, still cool. And, I didn't say we weren't cool. Uh, you're, a, you're not cool. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Chipotle Bear, I took a video. I don't know if you saw my tweet of me dunking. I dunked a basketball for the first time, and I couldn't even tell you. It's probably been over a year, over a year at least. So I was pretty pumped about that, Chipotle Bear. So how much you did know, you back? I may be thirty-six, but I still got game. Right? I just wanted. To... How much did you back hurt afterwards? You know what? It's funny you say that. My back doesn't hurt at all. My right heel has been killing me lately and, and i don't know i think it's because right you achilles is that what you are you're <laughs> a greek god like... i'm trying to think like is it because of i was shooting basketball a lot this past week on the concrete i'm like oh god is that... anyway it's funny okay well, we're not middle we're just gonna close this we're not middle-aged we are still we're young active adults <laughs> young active parents and we're we're on the cusp of uh, the golden years, if you will. Okay, so that was the first question I wanted to ask you. Uh, Chipotle, could you do me a favor? Can you turn up that gain a little bit? I'm seeing the input on um, the this whatever this program is, and you can turn it up a little bit. All right, how's that? How's that? Why, look? why don't you give me too a, much? Ooh, okay, yeah, that's bet. You know, that's good. That's good. What, what are we at? What We're percentage? at fifty right there. Okay, guys, this is inside scoop here. So here's the audio. Um, my next question for you, Chipotle Bear, is what do you think about the show structure? Should we mix it up? What do you think our audience likes best? Um, and then I, I put a question mark after a PTI model. So in, I don't know if you've heard of PTI. Oh, yeah. Pardon the interruption, for uh, sure. Yes, okay. So they're, like I said, I mentioned one of my, in the first episode, or the introduction episode, like they're like one of my, I've been watching PTI since high school, which is crazy to think about. But so they basically start with like, they briefly go through the news and they go through it very quickly at the beginning. And then they kind of dig deep when they come back after that first break on a couple of items yep. or no. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Or they do like a skit, they do some random stuff and then they close off with like a real rapid fire of like random stuff. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think of our structure and what do you, would you change anything? Like, I'm just open to hear some feedback on that. Cause like, what do you think our strengths are weaknesses, you know, stuff like that. And what do you think audience would, I mean, I, I like the structure. I mean, I, I think an important aspect of the podcast that I regularly listen to are that there are those consistent, um, features or, or topics, you know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of the welcome viewer questions or feedback. Then we get into some news. Usually there's kind of a question of the week. Um, I like that there's structure and that no, people know what to look for or listen for, especially if, when you talk about contributions, right? So like another example, totally unrelated, but um, a podcast to listen to about cooking, Jeff Morrow like from the Food Network, he does sections where he goes to Instagram and he asks his Instagram followers for questions. And like my wife was actually featured on there. And so like when that happened, like oh, I wow. knew like exactly where to look in the episode for that so I could hear him read her questions. So I, I really like the structure. I mean, I think it also gives flexibility to say like, you know, within those sections, you can go lots of different ways where we can get nostalgic and we can talk about mm -hmm. specific games or specific hot issues in, the, in there. So I, I think the structure is good. I mean, I just think it, it people know what to expect. And if, if, if for some reason there's a part of the show that people really like, they're not searching for it. They know that it's at the beginning or the middle or the okay. end. I think that's that's just my preference. But I'm also, I'm an A-type guy and a guy. Like, I, I like structure and rules and that kind of stuff. So Me too. Me that's too. why. Me too. Okay. So uh, if anyone's listening... <laughs> 
all our viewers out there. Uh, please give us some feedback. You can always follow or reach us at xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. Um, give us some feedback, if you will, on the structure. I, I, I do kind of like it, and we'll, we'll stick with it for now. But I'm, I'm open to anything, and I just wanted to see how you felt on that. Uh, the next thing I wanted to, some more, a little bit of housekeeping here at Chapo, is I have the official, this is, I'm calling it Daddy Diwali game rating system. I'm changing executive decision to XRT game rating system. So whenever we rate games or have to give a ranking, uh, this is our okay. scale. Yeah, it's like, this what's is, our scale? You got to add a something. This is, our, this is our scale. Okay, do you want to go... Zero to ten or ten to zero. What would you? What do you want to hear? How do you want to hear this? I mean, I think I think ten is your max score, right? Unless we're listing okay, something, so you then want it's to like number there? one is your number one yeah. choice. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna go ten down to okay. zero. That's what I'm gonna do right here. I'll give you the description, okay? So ten is called a masterpiece, Love perfect it. game, very rare, a masterpiece. Okay, not necessarily the best. Like it's. It's perfect in every way. It's just an incredible, per- it's a great game. Okay, masterpiece. Nine, incredible game. Sorry, I said incredible that last sentence. I take the back. Nine like, is an incredible like game. Incredible. 10 is a masterpiece. Okay, so this is like almost a masterpiece, not quite. Okay. Eight, great game. That's yeah. a great game. Eight, great. Eight, great. Uh, seven, good, good game. Okay. Good game. Six, okay. That was okay, you know? Six. That's okay. That's not bad. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's like six, you know, if you've got, you know, six, you know, I'm not going to finish that. Anyway, we got to keep this PG 13. Five. Not a bad game, but not a good one. Like it just, it not exists. Bad, it was a thing. But not good. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't want to go meh, but like, so I'd give a five to recently. Uh, Generation Zero, which I, I, I still have to make a... Guys, I'm so sorry. I have so many clips I want to post. This takes a lot more work. Than it's also think, hard to so. do on vacation. <laughs> it's <mobile>. coming. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I promise the clips will come and the review will come for that. So that, that game wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. You know, like that's that's a five. Four. This is what we call a weak game. Okay. Weak. Four is a weak game. And then this is where it gets interesting. Three, three is a bad game. That's okay, so three is our first bad. bad. Two, three okay. is the first bad. If, if we're raking at a three, bad game. Two, a waste of a game. <laughs> like it's just worse than bad. It's You could have made anything else. You wasted your time on this. It's a waste of a game. Number, and then we go down to one, not number one, down to one. This is what we call a yeah, caca hot garbage. Game. Just hot garbage. Hot steaming caca and the depths of your belly coming out. Okay. And then number a zero a zero out of ten. Like I hope we never have to give this Chipo Bear. Like this would be bad. This is what we call a hideous as sin <laughs> game. Okay. Hideous as sin. So again, this is the new XRT okay. official ranking okay. system. I want you to everyone to provide some feedback. You're gonna need to add that to our notes just so I have and reference of that at some point, like at the bottom of every end. Yes, I'll I'll make sure and po- you know what I'm gonna post that on our website. Speaking of, if things continue to go well, of course you're gonna be added to the website too. Um, of course, uh, but you're still. Uh, but it will always say assistant to the co-host. You gotta give me time. I gotta lose some weight. It's fine. 
Exactly. Okay. And then, uh, so I wanted to share the rating scale. That was the next thing I wanted to give you. And then this is just a little random, um, a comment from uh, my wife. <laughs> I, <laughs> Allie said, she just, I was explaining to her tonight that I'm like, yeah, we got to record the podcast. We got to keep it consistent. We got to get that release on Mondays. You know, that's a big thing to me. And she's like, oh, oh, that's nice. And she said, I, I appreciate you, you following your <laughs> dreams and a strange smiley face look. And then she followed that up with, maybe you'll get some pity donations for your podcast. I mean, I would take pity donations. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not above that. I just, I just, I just want to get your, your thoughts on, was she being like genuine and being like, Hey, go get them husband. Or was she? No, no, I think she was supporting you. I mean, here's how I would phrase it. So, Victoria watch YouTube a lot uh, because we can do it on our Apple TV and stuff, and and we joke sometimes. You can also do that on your Xbox. I know, but she too. would much rather that. use the remote instead of the Xbox controller. Um, but we talk about how like a lot of the ones we watch that are actually pretty well produced. We could do that. Like we we do homeowner stuff. Like oh no, Chipotle, yeah, I'm here. Are you, are you good? Okay. Uh, we do. We could arguably oh, yeah, yeah, do what those people are doing. And like, I have a background in film. Like, I have the equipment. Like, I could totally make and edit those videos. But we just never do. It's more kind of like, oh, we could do this. We could do this. And then we just go to bed. You know, I think that your wife is is admiring. I admire, right? That you're like, you know what? Let's let's give this a legitimate shot and have fun. And, and at the very least, if it's, if it's mostly our friends and a couple of random countries that pick up on the podcast, like, it's awesome. You know, like it's it's just something people if, if we if just one yeah. person laughs or smiles or enjoys, like that's really all we're in it for, right, at this point. And on the opposite end, if it blows up, right, and in five years, you know, like we're sponsored in every episode and yeah. we got Phil yeah, Spencer Filters on, on the like hot takes some here in my basement with Phil Spencer. Like show. that's that'd be dope, man. That's that could that could be what it comes to. So I I think she's supporting <laughs> you. I think Allie is, is doing what she can as, as as much as she can for sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, Chipotle. And and I do I do like your comment about if one person person smiles about it, because it made me smile when Rock Quarry said, listening to it, he's like, this just makes me want to play video games. So it's all I'm like, yes, that's awesome. I, I, exactly. Like I want to play video games too. Like yeah. So it's it's awesome. And as long as you guys are smiling and having fun, um, that's all we can ask for. So the last thing, Chipotle, now this is exciting news. This is going to blow your mind, okay? This, you can't even be ready for this. And this is not anything related to Xbox. This is some deep Chipotle and Diwali lore right here, guys. Chipotle, I wanted to share with you in Pennsylvania and wherever sheets are around, the McSnack Wrap what? lives on, my friend. And it is incredible, Chavobear. I had snack How did wraps you, today. Like the McDonald's there have them? No, no, they're not McDonald's. They're called... It's Okay, so there's this gas station called okay. Sheets out here. But it's like... It's like... High, it's like 7-Eleven, but with their own high-quality fast oh. food. Okay. Like okay. Sonic style. Yeah, definitely not a Colorado like, thing. And it's and it's called, no, and it's, it's called Made Order. It's like very famous out here as Sheets and Wawa's. Okay. Like it's an East Coast thing. And um, so you, you <laughs> I got to describe it to you because this was incredible. So you go in 
and it's like a very like clean, awesome convenience store, right? All kinds of snacks, you can get whatever, right? And then you, there's only one line where you, you pay for stuff, right? On one side is the convenience store, then on the other is <laughs> these these tablets where you order your food. And literally, Chipotle, I couldn't even name everything. Like there's burgers, there's these sandwiches, there's uh, appetizers, there's all kinds of stuff. And and I'm digging through, right? What do I see? Uh, they're called snack wraps. With a Z? Is it two Zs? And uh, sliders. Yeah, there's like there's like a Z in there or something. And I was like, oh my God, that the McSnack wrap is here. They they knew the, how the the snack wraps were just this oh incredible God. gold. I like their golden ticket to the fast food world. So what's really cool is that literally anything you pick, you like physically have to pick what's going to be on it. And it's just like ins- I, it's overwhelming. Like there's so much you can choose. All these different sauces, all these different condiments, like all these different meats, bacon, cheese, uh, 50 different cheeses. It's insane, dude. Like literally everything you pick is made to how you want it. And so I picked uh, a first I did a chicken one with their jalapeno ranch. And uh, I, had, I picked like a pepper jack cheese and I wanted lettuce and onion, but they didn't have any lettuce. Of course, they're out of shredded lettuce there. So still delicious, incredible. And then I got a slider with bacon cheese onions amazing like they're like these awesome thick patties chipotle and then i was like i'm gonna i need yep. to get the, the mixed snack wrap yep. burger patty here's the one negative they literally just put like a the big burger patty that from the sliders in there they don't oh. like you know slice it up at all or, or cut it in half or whatever but dude the quality of these burgers were amazing like these they give you like these thick juicy burgers and i put uh it was called boom boom sauce Ooh. and it was like this spicy like i don't know what it was and i put onions on there of course they didn't have lettuce but i put the onions and cheese oh my god bear. that makes me so excited i'm telling you I'm man gonna just... you got to get yourself out to the east coast it was incredible dude like it blew my mind and i had already heard of like she like ali mentioned she's before it's like oh that's where people go when yeah, they're drunk and, you know they pick out and stuff but i had heard it before on YouTube and uh, I think regular car reviews. I don't know if you've ever seen him. He does these funny reviews on YouTube. He always mentioned Wawa's, but um, another podcast I listened to was that knockback. Yeah. one. I told you the Moriarty brothers, the one that's like all nostalgia oriented, the older brother, he lives in Philadelphia and he always talks about going to Wawa's like with his daughter and getting food. And so I'm like, or no, sorry, not Wawa's Wawa's and sheets. And I was like, is it, is it only East coast or is it, I mean, is there, is, it, what, is there a West coast? Like what's the closest yeah, state that I has think it, it to us? Is. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I just knew it was a, definitely a Pennsylvania thing out here. And Chipotle, th- there's so much. Like you could, you, you, li- I literally spent like five minutes just trying to figure out what to order. You Dang. know, there's so many things I wanted to try. It's overwhelming. It's, think of wow. Sonics, man. You know how Sonics is pretty diverse Sonics. and has a lot of I don't stuff, know what right? To do. It's like three or four times, like, dude, it's, it's at least Dang. three times as much there. And so you 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 select your order, and you like I said, you pick out every everything you can imagine how you want it, and then you go up and you pay for it in line with everybody else who's getting their convenience stuff, and then you go back and then you pick it up. It, dude, it was so good. I'm God, gonna have to I go feel back like I just like need to try to make a snap wrap like, I, I just wanted that. God, I had almost it was so forgotten. Good you made me so hungry right now. It's amazing. Yeah, but you know, I know, but 
the sauce, man, like that was another key factor. That boom boom sauce, I'm so glad I tried it because I was like, this has got to yeah, yeah. be good. Boom boom, you know, like. Oh I'm my god, that, that was exciting! I thought you were telling me was so, back. I got um, really excited. I would literally be like at my McDonald's, be like, "Hello, I know, I, hello, let me in." I know. I I wrote in there, McSnack Wrap lives on, and I'm sorry, they're called Snack Wraps. Here, hold on, I gotta see what it's. Yeah, I have the exact name here. I I had to share with you, Chipotle, and I was thinking of you the whole time, being like, "Man, Chipotle is gonna hate me for eating these delicious." They're called Snack. Rabs with that one makes it Z. cooler. So the one Z that that's that's go look it up. Go look up. Go look up sheets. It's S H E E T Z. And I'm telling you, man. It, I guess like out here, their convenience these convenience stores are just like super high class, and even their bathrooms okay. are nice. I was like okay. blown away. Shout out like, to sheets. It's like like I said, a super high class. Oh yeah, and I hear guys, the Wawa's is even better, and I haven't been to a Wawa because that's even further east coast. So shout out to sheets. You guys are doing God's work out there with these snack wraps and snack wraps. And uh, also, I need to get to a wall. So, the snacks. Enough about <laughs> my adventures with food and snacks. Chipo Bear, I'm going to throw it over to you. What have you been playing? And I'd also like to know if you had anything special happen to you this past week. I know of something that you've been doing this past week, but let's, yeah, let's get uh, some so games playing, in there first. Uh, really getting into Resident Evil 8. And, uh, you know, definitely don't want to give a spoilers for anyone that's that's in loves Resident Evil or the Capcom games. But it's been awesome. Like, just, it performs so buttery smooth on the Series X. And the graphics are legitimately beautiful and, and stressful in the same way that, like, RE7 was. Where, like, it, it looks so good and real and believable that, like, you're, like, you go, like, carefully around corners and obviously first person view and stuff. The one thing I will just say that's not a spoiler, yeah. but I really, really appreciate it was that obviously all of the... Um, like media and all the publications really focused on Lady Dimitrescu, like the very large lady, right? And and she mm-hmm, is obviously mm-hmm. a main character. She's a great character. Yes, like yes. really love what happened with her in the story. Um, but she is only a really small part of the story. Like that is, I really like that, that they were really careful about that and really didn't spoil a lot of what went on. But really great, like really great system, a lot of cool new characters and, and I'm... I think I'm getting to the like probably the last twenty percent right now. Like I really have put in some time uh, to it this week. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say I think yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I'm how far reaching do you think the you end are? here, and I I, there, I can tell you why, but I don't want to spoil it for people. But okay. Um, really, really liked it. Don't, so I mean, I, I'm thinking I, if I can get through it, I might do another playthrough with some of the added stuff, and then um, wow. and then obviously go back to Modern Warfare a little bit and get ready for Mass Effect is probably my next one after that. So, yeah. And uh, in terms of fun things this week, just nice. uh, I had on my graduation, so, like not my graduation, I'm, but the, the one that I run for our school and went really well. Congrats, we got congrats, to be back at Red yes. Rocks, which for those of you that are not in Colorado or don't know Red Rocks, it's it's a natural rock structure that's very close to where we live um, that is actually, it's a concert venue. And it, it's literally like famous across the entire United States. Some very of the famous. best concerts have yeah, ever been there. Famous. and. Um, we're very fortunate that it's literally like 10 minutes from our house. And so that's actually where we get to graduate. So it's a very beautiful backdrop for all of my kids and, and everything went great. So that was kind of the big thing for my week. Uh, how about you? You've been able to play anything while you're on quote unquote vacation. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you said the oh, quotes. Yeah. I, I actually had a question about Resident Evil 8. Um, I hear the ending is fantastic. I was listening to ACG talk about it on, um, on uh, Defining Duke, their podcast, and 
he was saying like it was like incredible like he wasn't necessarily like that in love with the game but then the ending blew him away so i'm like i think i think i know anything, what he's I'm referring like, to and i because I, I can see it kind of coming and i i really applaud uh them for doing what really? they're doing it's really good dude dude oh my god i need to get oh no there's so yeah. many games and there's definitely been a couple of like Jeez. legit jump scares like where like um, actually startled where, where you know a lot of it was severed where like you know kind of that something is going to come through here but there have been a couple of times that legitimately mm-hmm. got me uh but it's really good i've really enjoyed it do you feel like it's more difficult than seven or more scary or less uh, you know what i would say and it's easier. easier than seven in that you have a lot more weapons at your disposal to like take care of enemies. But what has been harder is that they're much more diverse mm-hmm. and they're much more agile in terms of like trying to like, not just like blindly shoot and yeah. waste a bunch of ammo. Um, mm. And, but it's, it's, I mm-hmm. really like eight. Like I liked seven and it was obviously a really cool change from what we had had from before four five and six and stuff. But they did a really good job uh-huh. with eight, and I am stoked for whatever they're going to do with nine. Really, gosh, it's good, dude. It's really wow. good. I would let okay. you have my copy, but I got the Dang digital it. version. Do you feel like the shooting? Oh, it's all good. Um, I'm gonna have to play it soon. Um, do you feel like is Ethan still kind of like clunky moving around? Like, is it still more slow, or do you feel like the shooting's a little bit smoother, like more reactive? Like, you know, no, no, it's it's very slow as maybe seven. It's ones. very smooth. The controls in terms of like, and, and specifically as Ethan, and what I really applaud them for. This is not a spoiler, but there is like a tiered weapon system where like the the weapons that you can get early in like the first third of the game are mm-hmm. good, and you can you can modify them to where they're pretty powerful and they do a great job, but then just when you kind of think they're maxing out, they offer kind of like the next tier up. And so it, it's an automatic bonus to move there, but obviously like you have to pay for it and all this kind of stuff. But uh, you know, an example, an example to explain is like the sniper rifle, the first time you get the sniper rifle, like works really well, you get it decently early in the game so you can actually use it. Ammo is actually pretty plentiful to use it as well. But when you have it plain, it, it's, it still does like the moving thing, even when you're trying to be still and then as soon as you buy kind mm-hmm. of a modification yeah, like yeah. i think it's called a shoulder rest in the game all of a sudden like it just like like locks on and it won't do that anymore so it's like an incentive to really actually level up the guns because i felt like in some of the old re games if you had just an abundance of money i never seemed to do that but if you did you know i wasn't always like oh i don't need to buy the like stock for the gun or the the, the scope or anything and in this game i've been really aching to do that quickly because it's really improved mm-hmm. my ability to like fight off the characters but no it's, it's really good like the control is good that ethan feels very controllable and smooth it's great nice i'm i'm excited i'll i'll get to it eventually the, the backlog just continues to grow for me um Always, this vacation man. doesn't help so yeah so i've just been on vacation you guys uh don't travel with three kids under three um <laughs> i our first that could be just a life rule dude uh just for all you uh you uh, guys who don't have kids yet are young ones. Um, so my our trip, we we flew out. The flight was actually really well. The kids did great. We had our, our minivan ready, Chapo, and I know we were going right when the gas shortage was happening in North Carolina. Had a van, no issues with gas. So that was all great. Oh, the great. problems started, you know, they did a pretty dang good job. I got to give them credit for driving as long as they did. I think we drove like five hours and we stopped. 
and we stayed in hotel. That's where the nightmare started. Uh, all it was me. Like literal nightmares. Oh, just yes, real life nightmares in my in, during the day. Um, so in real life, so we went into one hotel room. It was me, Allie, our brother, her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, I guess, and the three kids. And this was like the first time the kids have ever not basically slept. Eat all at home. Uh, not even no, they've slept out of the place, but not well. I guess not recently, but all of us together, just cr- just constant crying, just freaking, just freaking out. I got very little sleep. It was just nightmare, you guys. Then we. You look so well rested. I'm no. shocked, <laughs> dude. I'm that fighting to fall asleep right now. <laughs> and then we 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 got to the where we got to the outer banks. Um, and they've actually been really, they were really good at the beach and they had, they've had a great time. So I'm, I'm happy that they've got to experience that, but I sad at the same time because they're so young, they're probably not going to remember it, but it, it is cool. Like I didn't get to go to a beach until I was like, who knows how old, you know, or get on a plane. I didn't fly until I was like in college, basically. We were always on road trips, but you know, it's great that they're getting all these experiences and, and the yeah. wedding I have to, I want to talk about this really briefly is, was a blast. And the crazy thing was, is it is May of 2021 and it felt like there was no pandemic and it was nice. (laughs) And I had, we had a great, I didn't, I didn't really party much to be honest. We were both in bed by like 1030. It was pathetic, but it was, it was nice just to go to something and have everybody just be normal, you know? And not that like this new normal is bad or not necessary. It was, it was nice just to feel, you know, like the good old days, like before the pandemic and go to something and nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was doing any social distancing. Nobody, there was finger foods for uh, (laughs) the appetizers. No, but they had, dude, there's these shrimp tacos. Incredible. They had like a a taco truck come for the food. Like it was a very laid back. It was on the beach, the the wedding. And it was only like 100 people. But of course, a a majority, if not all of the older people here had been vaccinated. All of us had been vaccinated. Like I'm I'm assuming probably like 70, 80% of the people here were vaccinated. But I don't know who knows, maybe all of them, but it it was just really nice. Allie and I were just sitting, you know, afterwards during the reception being like, it, it feels like, you know, like normal. It feels good. Yeah. And it felt good. So, I, so the million dollar question is, were the kids, would you, you still like having to watch them the whole time? Oh yeah. I've been watching the kids. Like this has not been a vacation. Them. No, I've been no, I'm literally on extended wedding, though, dad like, Oh no, I was watching them oh. then, too. <laughs> Allie and I got maybe we got to walk go on a walk for 15 minutes just me and her on the beach and then 15 minutes back oh my god so luxurious that was literally dude I'm not even kidding that's probably like the only time we've had off during this entire vacation where it was just us so far so as we've we've had other people here but they only want to watch your kids for so much it really it's I've been on extended dad duty basically all the time and not that I have a problem with it we're here to be with family and you know it's it's for the kids but it's been exhausting. Like I said, the wedding day. So during the wedding, I had to walk away with the girls and distract them while the the actual ceremony was going on because they're being mm. a little loud, you know. But like yeah, it was on the children, yeah. And but it was on the beach, and so that was nice. And um, uh, I just want to make sure we're still recording, right? Mine says recording. Yeah. Okay. So we um. I took him back. We got put him to bed, and then Allie's 
parents came back. And so we got about maybe an hour to an hour and a half at, at the reception. But dude, I, I had, I, I barely drank. I don't even know if I had any drinks. Allie had like one glass of wine, one shot. And then she's like, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. It was like 1030. We went to bed while yeah. everyone's still party. It's maybe we are middle-aged now. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Like this. You want to go back to that first conversation we talked about? <laughs> So then the other million dollar question is, did you get to see Jabez? That was the other question I wanted Oh uh, no, we didn't make Jabez. So when we landed, it was just like we gotta get we gotta get as quickly, you know, as far as we could. It was nightmare situation. They'd never been in a van for, for more than an hour and a half, you know, if that, you know, like it's just been it's been it's been rough. <laughs> so I mean nice. but but as as rough as it has been, they've been fairly good. So I I, I do need to give them credit. So, nice. but guys, I did manage to sneak the Xbox Series X with me. It did make the trip. Uh, <laughs> but I've I've maybe played like an hour of Mass Effect, and that's about yeah. it. Like, it, I'm I'm on the Novaria, I'm on the Ice Planet, and that's it, dude. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> dude, I was editing. Summer this is podcast. right around the corner. You'll have so I much know. time this summer. Well, no, maybe we don't get all that time off. But yeah, it's it's. It's been mostly about this trip, guys. So sorry, I haven't been playing. But uh, another nightmare situation. We were trying. We thought, here's another pro tip for all you guys who are gonna have kids. Uh, we left the hotel, or we left the the beach house last. Was this last night? Oh my god, this was last night. We left last night at eight thirty, and I'm like, I'm just gonna drive straight through. The kids are gonna sleep on the van. They're gonna <laughs> love it. It's gonna be awesome. You know, they're just gonna sleep. How could you not sleep in a van? You know, with their I even put Grayson's reverse style, you know, laying, laying back. Of course, it's comfortable. They lasted about four hours. I was losing oh, it in the van. That's Nobody impressive. was sleeping. Allie wasn't sleeping. Uh, had to do an emergency pullover at a hotel at 2 a.m. just outside of D.C. We were trying to get to Pittsburgh, basically. Uh, they're losing it. Just mass chaos in the van. You know, we're like, you kids better shut the... You know, I'm gonna yeah. pull. I will know, give just, you anything just, dude, to be quiet it, right now, dude. It just horrid stuff and nightmares again, guys. Stuff and nightmares. I'm like, we're we're never gonna make it. We need to just go to a hotel, pull into a Hilton. I don't know if I've ever stayed at a Hilton. This might have been the like best hotel. Shout out to Hilton for saving me. The guy was so helpful. I was, I was like, can you get us like a top floor and not buy anybody? He's like, I'll put you in the top. He put us on the sixth floor, top floor. We weren't sharing any walls with anyone, so we weren't going to disrupt anyone. We get there, Chipotle Bear. I'm like a machine. I get in, get our suitcases up there. Allie starts getting ready for bed, put the pack and plays up. We're we're asleep by a half an hour after we get there, right? Everybody oh, yeah. is knocked Like clockwork. Dude. Problem is, I set my alarm, mic. Like, they're going to sleep so long. It's 2 a.m. I'm going to get up at 11 and be fully refreshed. They're up at like fucking 8.30 or freaking 8.30. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like just six hours of sleep at that. But Kids have infinite was, energy. Infinite dude, energy. But it was nice. Like, I, I'm glad we did it. And Allie even said like afterwards, like, that was such a key play to go to the hotel. And mm-hmm. Hilton, I was blown away by this hotel. I'm, I'm going to keep going on about this hotel. They're like, oh, it's going to be like 150 bucks. I'm like, I don't care, whatever. And I was kind of pissed at first. Gladly played the Worth price. I'm a, 
I'm a Hilton man now. I was blown away at how <laughs> clean this hotel was. The attention to detail. They had like adjustable shower head. The soap had that like ribbed feature to so you don't drop it and everything. Neutrogena you know that lotions. Hilton is like a major hotel brand, right? Like that's what they've no, been I do for know. Like fifty I, I do. years. No, I know it is, but like the more I I, I realized and thought about, it, I'm like this is why they're you know top in the business and yeah. everything was so clean because we stayed at like a another one that first night and it was just not good, Jose. And then this one just like I was like I would have gladly paid. I'm so glad I paid for this experience. You, I even told I even talked to the manager in the morning, and be like this was incredible. The guy going out. So anyway, shout out to Hilton for saving me from blowing my brains. Which Hilton was it? You got to give the right one to shout. Oh, sorry. Hilton Garden. Oh, dang it. Faubert putting me on the spot right now. Uh, I'll find it. But yeah, dude, that that was my experience last night. So then we woke up today, drove five hours, and now we're just outside of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. And it, what a trip, you guys. I drove like 10 hours the past two days. So when are you little... When are you coming back to Colorado? I'll be back next Sunday. We're flying back. <laughs> your tra- your champ, man. Guys. That is a... Two weeks. It's a rough... Sorry. It's a- Hilton Garden in Woodbridge, Virginia. Shout out Shout to out. you guys. Shout out for all those Big listeners ups. out there. If you need a great hotel just outside of the D.C. area, the capital, Washington. I, I didn't know this, Jose. Everything just says Washington. There's no D.C. Am I like old school for saying Washington, D.C.? No, just because we don't live there. So we don't, like to us, it's Washington, D.C. I'm sure they, like they <laughs> yeah. know there, they're not talking about Washington in the North or Northwest. They know <laughs> I that. I guess you're there. right. They're like, you don't need to say D.C. We know, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like so we anyway. say feds or wads and, and it's like, what are you talking about? Like it's Wadsworth versus federal. Like yeah. we just know that here because that's what we say. Gotcha. Okay. So that's been me, guys. Not much gaming. I'd lo- I still want to play more Mass Effect. I still want to play Control. Uh, and apparently now I need to play Resident Evil 8 since this is masterpiece that you Bear is describing to us. So great. Yeah, I can't give it a rating um, yet because I'm not done, but it's it's going to be high. Oh for yeah, sure. you're going to have to give me a rating, and we'll we'll do a spoiler spoiler free little review. kind of review. Yeah, yeah. But you can't you can't you can't please don't spoil it for me. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'm really excited. All right, Chipo, that's enough about that stuff. Let's jump into the news. I've got some exciting stuff. I actually have some stuff that I'm really interested to in hearing from you. Um, from now on, we're going straight to Eurogamer, you guys. They just get straight to the point. None of this filler caca. IGN, I don't know what's happening with them. I can't even trust them anywhere. So let's jump into it, Chapo. Starfield release date is reportedly late 2022. I was hoping this game was going to come out this year, but according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, he tweeted that Bethesda plans to tease this release at E3, which uh, everyone was expecting, but uh, it's going to come out in late 22. Chipo Bear, do you know anything about Starfield, first of all, and what do you think of this this news? Uh, no, I do not know anything about Starfield. Uh, okay. I mean, traditionally, like, space exploration games don't pique my interest unless they're you're, like, in the dead or the... Mass Effect. Mass Effect or the dead space realm. I, again, that horror genre is a lot of what okay. I am driven to, but... I respect it. I mean, I never played like No Man's Sky or anything like that. I know, I know. Obviously, it's still a thing, and uh, obviously, has grown as well. But no, I, I've not heard of Starfield. I guess the only thing I would say, because I don't have a lot to comment on, because I don't know what it is, no problem. is that because it's a, be- does. a Bethesda title, 
and Bethesda now is a product of Microsoft itself. Like, I would be curious to see what their plans are for release, whether like a timed exclusive mm-hmm. or purely an exclusive, mm-hmm. whether it'll be on Games Pass, because that also could be kind of important for precedent moving forward, right? Like, what's going to happen with the next iteration of Fallout? What's going to happen with um, Elder Scrolls? Obviously, that kind of stuff. So, so we'll see. I mean, what do you think? What do you? What do you? What else? What do you know about Starfield? Like, are you into it? Yeah, so nobody knows anything. It's literally just been teased. And I remember the tease and being excited for it because I've been, I'm a Bethesda guy. Like, I'll, I'm going to play everything. I realized that within the past few years, I'm like, I play all their games and I love all of them. So I, when they, when I found out that Microsoft is buying them, I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I love Bethesda games. Um, so don't worry. Nobody knows what it is and there's all this hype for it. But I think there's hype because it's something new from Bethesda. And I think it's, has the potential to be really good i'm a little disappointed because i didn't think it would be possible to come out this year but like a part of me dreamt and hoped that it would like maybe they would show it at e3 and then release it like mm-hmm. they did with fallout 4 um but as far as i i could have waited maybe i'm like okay spring 2022 that that works too but now late 2022 that kind of sucks like is this a result of the pandemic and everything being delayed probably yeah. but you know, it's disappointing, but I don't care. I, as long as we get this game and it's good, that's all that matters. Like I'm, I'm not one of these people who freak out about delays and I mean, they happen. I'd rather have a good game. And, and as much as it sucked with halo last year, like, look, we're almost there already. You know, it'll, it's gonna Halo only got better since last November. Right. It's true. And the other part of it is, is the backlog. I mean, like, yeah, it's sometimes is a bummer when (laughs) you don't have those triple A titles back to back, but it just means like, I'm going to go back and play this because it's on games pass or it's 15 bucks at GameStop or whatever. Like that's a great time to catch up on that stuff. So I, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't mind the, the delays. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. And as far as the exclusivity thing, I think it's going to be exclusive to Xbox. So you're calling you it. Can, That's I, officially D Daddy or Daddy dude, D Wally call right dude, now. Yeah, I mean, when Phil Spencer is like, we, "This, these games are going to be exclusive to where Game Pass exists." If Game Pass is not on Nintendo or PlayStation, you're not going to see this. It's ex- exclusive. Everything from now on is going to be Xbox and PC. Do you think this will be it's the done, first say. Xbox exclusive Bethesda game, or do you think something's coming out between now and then? No, this, yeah, I think this will be, this is like you said, it's going to set the precedent and this is what, what's going to happen moving forward. And people are like, I think they're complaining about that on the internet as always about like, oh, it's not exclusive. Start getting used to this. I, I just, you don't spend all that money for nothing. And I think it was incredibly smart the more I think about it. And, uh, why, why, why would they release it? How about that? Why would you release this on PS5? I mean, the obvious answer is money. Uh, because then you get more yeah. people to buy it. But here's what I would actually argue that I th- now that I think about it too, as you're talking, it is a perfect game to be the first one that's exclusive to Xbox because it's a new IP, right? So the challenge with things mm-hmm. like Sky with mm-hmm. like Skyrim mm-hmm. or, or Elder Scrolls or mm-hmm. Fallout is that like you already have yep. people that play those on both platforms and the, the PlayStation people Correct. can be real hurt when that next one doesn't come out. But if this one is new, <laughs> they're more likely to be like, oh, do whatever, like... it's, it's an Xbox thing now. But uh, if it sets the precedent, I mean, that definitely, that's a smart move. So, okay. So you say money. Well, I guess you're right. Like the incentive could always be, hey, and this is what my boy over, Colin over on Sacred Symbols argues is what he thought PlayStation or Xbox was going to do is that uh, why pay $70 for a game on PlayStation 5 when you can play it on Game Pass essentially for free? 
like mm-hmm. that's the argument right like and and you can get a game pass subscription for a dollar or 15 bucks a month and stream it or get a series s or do whatever play it on pc versus paying that full 70 dollars. so i don't know man i just think that like you said a new ip why why would you i don't know i think that you're right i think this is the perfect reason to just have it on xbox but i so do you think skyrim and fallout potentially could still be on ps5 how about that i mean i think it depends what happens with this is a good indication of what will happen those things i I don't want to say it couldn't happen i mean it also i think will depend on even things like i'm sure there are other studios that are going through the same problem right now of like are we going to be exclusive to one or the other? Are we going to be a timed exclusive to one or the other? Or are we just going to say, nope, we're going to, we're mm, going to release timed. it to both. I mean, okay. it's like the final fantasy thing right now. Right. So like square Enix knew, like we should definitely put this on PlayStation first, right? That was our home for final fantasy. And they were going to get a lot of love there, but we also would be smart financially to report it to Xbox because realistically that's not as much work. It's not easy, but it's, but it's a lot of the basics are there. And you could make obviously a lot of money because, like, as a as a person who was not going to buy both systems, probably I know mm-hmm. some people do, like yourself, but like I'm probably not going to buy a PS5. If Final Fantasy VII came to Xbox, even a year or two later, I would still play it because I I would love to just see that. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I, I think I know money is a cheap and easy answer to say, but I just think that's why most people want to release on both because it's just it's also a great way to get that fan base, right? It's just now that there is the fan base for. Elder Scrolls and for Fallout and those games, it's harder to take that back and say, we're going to funnel it into Microsoft, except that they, they control it. I mean, like they can do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like exactly. And that's, they do though. Like that's my counter argument to what you're saying is Square Enix is still yeah, independent. You're right. Bethesda is no longer Bethesda. Bethesda yeah. is Xbox. You're right. So they, uh, they own the IP. Xbox owns Elder Scrolls. Like, that's wild. Like, they own Fallout. They own Wolfenstein. They own all oh, this great game. It's exclusive. It's over, Jose. When, when Phil Spencer says where Game Pass exists, I think that was his clear but not clear way of saying. That's what's happening. Sorry, guys. This is it. Like, he didn't want to. Uh, and you're right. I, you're right. Whatever happens with Starfield, that's going to be the rest of the day. But, okay, but then there's. The Indiana Jones game, which was apparently, they started to make conversations about that before the acquisition. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll, let's move on. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> Jose, is coming to PS Five and Series X this November. Is it enhanced? And form? it's gonna get some sort of <laughs> yeah okay. enhanced form, and uh. Basically, I just want to hear what you think that the fact that this game came out in 2013 on Xbox 360 and PS3 and is going to get an enhanced version. Does that mean anything? I mean, to me, no. I mean, like I I might play it, the enhanced version, but it's... Did you play play it? No, I never beat it. it. I I got probably only like a quarter of the way through. It's just... Oh, my gosh. The problem is that it's the same thing. It's not because I didn't like it. It was a great game. I have nothing against it. I have nothing against the Grand Theft Auto like series. It's just that... It's the open world thing. Like, it's just, I like it, and I really appreciate all the effort that goes into making these really, really rich and... Incredible details in that game. Big world. It's just that I, because of where we're at in our life, I just can't commit 120 hours to every game. I just can't. Uh, And 
Just like you can't commit to two consoles I mean, now either. It's, it's, <sighs> that's the bottom line. Yeah, you I mean, the, Switch, that's, I'm not committing to every game on the Switch either. <laughs> You're right. You don't. I mean, it's just, that. that's You're my only concern is with that. that kind of stuff is like, it's really cool, but I, I mean, the really, the really, the only reason they're porting it to these is, is truly for money because they already know they're successful and, and they can make them dude, even bigger yeah. theoretically with some nice visual enhancements. And again, I have nothing against that. Like, dude, make your money, keep the studio. I know they're probably yeah. working on six and because it's so big, it just freaking takes so long to make. Um, yeah, this is a good way to keep it fresh and get continue to just milk that money out of it because they make so yeah. much money from that. So, I mean, that's that's my thoughts. Um, I just, I mean, I'm, so, I'm happy for them. It's good. I'll pro- I might play it a little bit, but I definitely am not going to beat the whole thing again. Like, there's just no way. <laughs> so, unlike Chipotle Bear, I did beat it. I beat it twice. I've paid for this game, I think, three times. This is pathetic. I bought it on 360 bought the enhanced xbox ver- or the, one, yeah. uh, the xbox one version on disc was sick of discs at the time so i bought it digitally dude i bought this game three times i just realized that's pathetic probably all at full price too because i'm an idiot because it was all around the, <laughs> the time so i have beaten it twice incredible game my gosh the level of detail i could go on and on it's a 10 out of 10 this is a yeah, masterpiece totally game agree. on the scale by the way for our rating the details incredible the the story the characters i loved how you could switch between the three characters just every you could literally do everything and there's that's the reason why the game is still incredibly popular is you can literally just mm-hmm. do anything it's a sandbox about, right do whatever you want uh, just an entirely no yeah and, and like there's that have you seen the rp servers on pc where you're acting out roles like literally you have to act out a role when you're on this role-playing server oh. on pc and like it's crazy, dude. Like, it's modded out. So, like, whenever you enter, you have to play the character that's assigned to you. It's crazy. I haven't seen too much about it. I've only read about it. But, like, people are getting sucked in. Like, Kyle Siaka, who I still keep in touch with, he's in Asia somewhere teaching English. I haven't seen him since college. He's all, he was texting me on WeChat <laughs> about that. Yeah, I know the Chinese are spying on me. Whatever. And... He, he, that's the only way he can communicate with us. And he's like, have you heard about this RP and Grand Theft Auto? Like, that's how large, he's not even that big of a, he doesn't even game much anymore. And he was talking about it. So the game came out in 2013, you guys, September. I'll never forget because it was right before the Xbox One launched. So not only have I beaten it multiple times, I, me, Matthew, and we put, Miggy, put so many hours into the multiplayer it was incredible jose the heists were so much fun the co-op missions were so much fun. we didn't even do stuff where like the pvp like killing other people we were always against the computer dude we put so much time in i I love gta online but the one fatal flaw horrible loading horrible you we would have to do all these workarounds just to get us in the same server just to get us in the same missions it was terrible and we played it recently probably within the past year just because we there's more heist content that we haven't finished and we want to, and we were just shocked. We were like, "How did we deal yeah. with this?" And like, we're, we I think we might have even played it on the Series X, and we're like, "This is unacceptable." So I'm excited to see if they can fix these just absolutely terrible load times and just these quality of life fixes on on Series X. So yes, I will probably be playing. Yeah, this no judgment. That's awesome. Who is um. So let's move on. I love Grand Theft Auto, and you're right. I I can't wait for six, and it take as much time as you want, Rockstar, and you will because why would you rush it? Because you're making billions of dollars on people buying shark cards on Grand Theft Auto Five Online. 
Um, Jose, I, I don't know if we need to cover this, and I just wanted to hear from you. Did you get a chance to play? Did you play? I did. I did. I Endurance remember. and I played. We started together, and uh, you know, just honestly, with work schedules at the end of the year, we weren't. We played, I think, two nights together, and then it was like we just couldn't. We could match up. I, I would like to go back and and maybe in the summer, as he and I both kind of finish out the school year, we'll have time to do that. If not, I would just love to play through by myself. It was cool. I, I enjoyed Outriders. Like it, I liked that it was like it did some different stuff with with kind of your classes and stuff. Um, you know, the I always have a trouble choosing classes when it's stuff like that because it's just like it's mm-hmm. it's hard for me to commit to something where it's like I know this is going to be like forty hours, so you know what I'm saying, or twenty hours at, the, at minimum to really get into it, to build out their, their kind of like powers and stuff. But it was cool. It was a cool story. I liked it. You know, we got to basically fight one like boss kind of together and um, it was cool. It was challenging, mm-hmm. but it was, I mean, it was a nice balance of like, we could, we could balance each other with our characters. And then like when one of us got knocked down, you can go revive them instead of them just being out. Like there was, there was some cool elements there. So I think it was definitely, definitely cool. Like I would have loved to play with a bigger party. So maybe, maybe this summer. And obviously, Games Pass also, yeah, which is okay. dope, so too. It's just time-limited. Yeah. So I just wanted to say Square Enix said that Outriders is its next big franchise as it reached 3.5 unique million, or 3.5 right. million unique players. So you were one of those 3.5 million, and you, you liked it. So apparently they're going to work on a sequel. Do you feel like maybe from what you've seen... You, does that excite you thinking like do you think this is a smart move by them or do you think like eh, i could give her like is it oh, like yeah, I love did you play division One and two. great okay okay so do you feel like the, from what you've played do you which grabbed you more division i mean i think division did it first because it's just i mean it was like this okay. controls were ultra tight it was a really cool scenario graphics were like off the chain like they did a great job with like it, it was multiplayer, but also just as as he did a hop in and out of like playing with someone or not. Outriders, I just didn't have the time yet. I mean, I was talking. I'm thinking we're we're like a total of like maybe okay. four hours just, in, so it's just yeah. not enough time. Okay, so but you the, can't. the basic story okay. though. So you just need more time. We'll we'll come back. I want to come back to it then. When once you get more okay. into yeah, I'll it, hold I because I, I need a little bit more with it. it. But it was cool. I do like that, it so far. Yeah. Okay. So you think that 3.5 and you being a part, you can see why yeah, they want to keep going with it. Without knowing a ton of the story, but at least the beginning part, there's definitely room for expansion, which is smart, especially if it's if it's selling well. So Okay. Okay, maybe I'll, another game I yeah. have to check out. There's just too many games. Um, speaking of kind of being third-person Gears-like, uh, I don't know if you knew about this, Bear, but last year there was this prototype of Gears of War 3 that came out and was playable I on PS3. And yeah, and it's kind of old news and it's it was just kind of like a experiment and it wasn't really ever going to come out. But I just kind of wanted to tie this and throw this question to you. Do you think we could see maybe the old Gears games or even like the Master Chief Collection on PlayStation? Do you think that's like technically, or you mean like realistic, if they would like, be successful? This is, or no, like realist, like yeah, both. Like like through them realistically being like, hey, Master Chief is now going to be on like the opposite of you know this wall with Bethesda. Hey, our old games, we're going to put them on PS Five. I mean, is is there uh, any incentive for them to do that, or why would would you think anyone on PlayStation won't care? 
that's what that's what I would worry more about. I mean, and here's what okay. I would say: I would say gears maybe more because of yeah. the story piece. I mean, Halo, mm-hmm. the story is it's cool and it's dope, but it's also very old at this point. I want, you know, two decades old. You bite your tongue. I, you know that I love Halo. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it, the multiplayer is what draws people now, right? It's it's not necessarily the story, even though the story is great. Ooh, dude, they're diehard Halo single player people who. But but those people anyways, don't have a PlayStation. They're not. They're not. They don't care to play it that's on a PlayStation. True. That's very true. Uh, you know, so so I would and say. You know, that's a good point. No, I see. That's actually a really good point. I was like, because I couldn't tell you what's a great first person shooter on PlayStation only. There isn't one. Mm-mm. That's like their one weak, not one. That's one of their weaknesses. Like they're all about third person action adventure, semi open world, open yeah, world that's games. A good point. I mean, that's the, the other part is the server side, right? So like, not that you couldn't build the servers, and truly, like old Xbox games, when you look at just their full data size, are like a fraction of like current gen games, right? Like yeah. you could easily fit. Well, them. with these four Ks, I wonder how much that adds to it to have this damn textures. But it's the like, are you really gonna go play? like first halo on playstation 5 and play multiplayer against people or would you rather play the master chief collection on xbox like you know with the updated graphics and stuff i i mean i guess it could i mean i guess if you're just looking to try to get people to maybe move to your side you give them a little taste of that and say like this is what's so cool come over i mean maybe but maybe that's a key into game pass like dude maybe that's how they launch game pass on playstation I mean, maybe I, that doesn't seem likely to me, but it, I guess it, I mean, why not? I just don't think. I mean, dude, if 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 play if Xbox is serious about being like no more Bethesda games, sorry guys, it's got to be where Game Pass exists. PlayStation's be like, all right, if you want to guys want to be a bunch of jerks about this, okay, you can have Game Pass. We'll allow Game Pass to try it out and see if it works on a console. Why why not try Halo? I mean, they don't really have a first person shooter. It's just dipping your toes. Like, okay, now that you've had Halo, do you want us to put the Elder Scrolls Six on there? You know, I'm just. I mean, I it. my gut is no. That's my thoughts, but it, it it could. I mean, I guess it could happen. Okay. Well, I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I I think it's interesting. I don't know, man. Would I have a problem with old Halo being on PlayStation? Right? No. No, I don't have not. a problem if, with if it. If there are people out there who are that stubborn to not get an Xbox to play, but they've always wanted to, but they're like, not until it's on PlayStation, whatever. Um, Chipotle Bear, have you played Watch Dogs at all? I've not played either of them. I just, it was, it's okay, on my backlog list. I just never got there. Just the ever going out. I, I just wanted to mention they're getting a Series X and PS5 uh, performance mode to 60 FPS. So, uh, again, every game from now on needs to be 60 FPS, yeah. like it, and preferably 4K. I need, I need, we need to move on. Okay, Chipotle Bear, I've, I've saved the last two stories here for you because these are the juicy ones, as they say. <laughs> okay. Netflix, I don't know if you heard this, Chipo Bear, reportedly wants to get into video games in a big way. And this is from Wesley Lin Yinpool over at Eurogamer. And they want to move into the video game industry. Netflix said the company is hiring for an executive to lead its future video game initiative and is on the hunt for senior figures within the industry. Early discussions apparently involve potentially launching an Apple Arcade-style bundle of games, but without adverts. What do you think of Netflix entering the gaming industry? Does this make sense at all? I mean, 
I guess it makes sense from a profit standpoint. I guess it's the logistical <laughs> how is the big question. I mean, yeah. I could see them mm-hmm. trying to do like what Google Stadia is and now xCloud and stuff. Like we're going to just run all the games on these really nice fancy servers and you're remoting in and running mm-hmm. them. That's that's most likely what I would imagine they would do. And I mean, I guess they have the capital. They have a lot of money to spend on stuff. Do they? Netflix? Oh my God, they're... A huge company, like they. I mean, they spend. I mean, I know, but but weren't they losing money like crazy? Like, are they like, how long have they been profitable? You know this, Mister Econ. Like, you know more about this. I mean, than a I long do. time. Let's look it up. Current profit for Netflix. I mean, <laughs> in but does this okay? Going back to the actual news, does this make sense? Why would Netflix do like to me? It's like, dude, just focus on what you're doing. Like, why? Why? Like, I know people want to be involved in video yeah. games because it's such a huge industry and it's only going to continue to grow and it's already makes more money than movies and TV and everything like that. Like, I get it, but license your stuff out. Like that Stranger Things games. Like, get your games out through that. I I don't. What is Netflix going to bring to video games that? Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo aren't doing, and even Apple Arcade. Since I know some people like you apparently think Apple Arcade is good, but anyway, that's another discussion. Good, for the record, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I about the Netflix thing. I I agree with you. I I mean, it seems a little silly to me. Like you like you said, stick with what you're good at. You're already very profitable. Way by the way, I just looked it up real quick. Their okay. revenue in the first quarter of this year was seven point one six billion, up five up from five point eight the quarter before. So they're doing fine. But what are they spending? I, I didn't look into that. But even if, dude, billions, <laughs> when we're the billions, I believe, I'm sure you that they're doing fine. I assure you that they're doing fine. And I guarantee they're spending a lot because they have to be making original content since You're they right. don't have anything right. anymore. But so, but a lot of their original content is I don't is know. Good. To me, dude, to me, I'm still worried about Netflix. I, Apparently, I'm missing out on what's good on Netflix. Can someone in who's listening tell me what do I need to watch on Netflix besides Stranger Army of Things? the Dead? I, I just know. started it last night. It's awesome with Dave Bautista. How do you have time for all these shows? I'm not on oh, vacation right about now. That actually. All right. I, to me, this just doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But good luck, yeah, Netflix. I'm with you. Go. I mean, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Whatever. Good luck. <laughs> okay. So uh, save the best story for last, not directly Xbox related in any way, but I just wanted to share oh, this with you. Is it a snack wrap story again? <laughs> no, nothing will top that. I'm sorry. I, sh- I should have ended with that. We started with a bang and it's only been downhill since. Okay. Twitch is launching new pools, hot tubs, and beaches category in response to community and advertiser feedback. This announcement came after a controversial tweet or week for Twitch and its hot tub meta with some streamers complaining that advertising had been suspended from their channels without warning or explanation. Twitch said it had done this at its advertiser's request. We recently suspended advertising on some channels that were flagged and we failed to notify them. So basically, (laughs) it was a... What do you think about the fact that Twitch is just going to just have this new pools, hot tubs, and beaches category? And where do you stand on... uh... (laughs) 
the whole women being half naked and people watching them on Twitch and just the whole. I mean, <laughs> just tell me your thoughts. I, on I this. have lots I'm of just, thoughts. I have to I hear have what you think. I I can't wait. I can't wait. But first of all, oh, and the reason I wanted to share the story is because yes, we as soon as I get back to Colorado, Jose has a, a new hot tub, and we will be live streaming. XRT I have a new hot tub next time. No. You're getting one, <laughs> and we will be streaming from Jose's hot hot tub stream for all. I just wanted to throw that out there. That was the main. Actually, wait. My aunt and uncle have a hot tub. They do indoors. You're coming. Okay. I was like, I'm not. We are hot filming tub. the next XRT. You're right down the road from him, guys. Next XRT episode four will be recorded from. The, well, no, episode five when I get back will be recorded in the hot tub. Just throwing I was it say, I give me your like thoughts. A kids' pool we could sit in when my kids are playing. It'll be cold. <laughs> what do you think about the? I gotta hear what you think about the whole females in particular being streaming themselves in a hot tub and. The whole being an e-girl making thousands of dollars. I mean, what, I mean, what here's think? what I would say truly uh, about the about the e-girl aspect and and making money. I honestly have no issue with it in the sense that like, if it's what makes you happy and you are being safe and and you can be lucrative. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I mean, okay. I have no issue with it. I mean, it's yeah, more, more power, power to you. you. For anyone that feels forced into that, or for the people that are very negative and abusive like even just through chats mm -hmm. i don't like that like I, I like we talked about this is a podcast of positivity i don't like people that hide behind keyboards and just troll because mm -hmm. they can or because uh, for whatever i don't like that aspect what i would say though that is which is weird for me about twitch is when twitch started in my <laughs> mind it was purely for games it was like i want to see this new game but i yes. don't want to buy it yet and i just want to see someone play it or I like for, as an example at our school we started an esports team and they play League of Legends and I know what League is but I know nothing mm -hmm. about League nothing and I was like I I still I don't need know to see people play it and talk about it and stuff and so Twitch was a great platform for that I really appreciate that and I feel like Twitch has definitely evolved into this world where there still is a lot of that that's still its main bread and butter but you also now have people that are just like crafting on Twitch and and that are kind of riding the line of what is against the user guidelines for twitch like this would be the kind of the hot tub category kind of stuff or the body have you seen the body painters uh, I've, I've heard of them i've not seen them i mean i don't, I don't watch twitch a whole lot yes. to be completely honest but and i and i guess for that reason i, I should also either, clarify but... as a point of contention here like i don't have a lot of say because it's not like a community i'm a hugely part of like i'm not heavily invested in yeah but i yeah. guess the bottom line is look if 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 they're okay with it on their platform, and again, as long as people are being safe and doing what they feel is okay, I don't really have an issue with it. I just think it's weird, like in the sense, like there are lots of other places <laughs> on the internet where you can, yeah, you can satisfy yeah. that desire. I don't, yeah, it is uh, and, and, weird, and it's not. I was just going to finish the last thing is he, the only other part that I'm it just makes me a little bit worrisome is as I'm a dad of two daughters, right? And again, it's not a judgment thing. Mm -hmm. I, I really, mm -hmm. if it's what makes you happy, if it's help providing you a living, great for you. That's awesome. You know, but it's, if I were to tell my daughters like, hey, we're going to watch Twitch because we, I want to show you League of Legends. Or I want to show you um, the new Mario game, Mario Golf, right? I want to show you. And, and they see another channel where it's like, why is that girl in a bikini? Or like, why yeah. is just people at the beach? Yeah. It's just hard to Top explain that. And that's stream. not enough of a reason not to have it, to be clear. But but it's, it's almost the like, mm -hmm. I would rather have almost 
No, I don't want. I don't want separate communities, though. I mean, I, I like that people can do whatever they want. There, it's just it's it's a hard problem. I think is just yeah. I don't know what to to do. It's yeah. It is. It is strange. You're right. It is. Maybe we are middle aged. Gosh, dang it. You know, it's just. It is strange. I don't know how. To, what's cool is you're right. There are a lot of other cool things that I've randomly seen. Like I've seen a, a courier in New York riding his bike around on Twitch. Like that's cool. That's unique. Like good for it. Like that's smart. Like that's unique content. But the hot tub thing, I, I don't know. It's I mean, just, I, I guess I guess what I have an issue. Like you said, like you can't judge somebody for doing that because they're they're doing their own thing. It's just you're right. Twitch just started out as this. Like I I remember when I first heard of Twitch, I was like, why would I watch someone else play a video game? And then I found myself watching Twitch more and more, and yeah. me streaming. And it's like it, it's cool. I I like the idea of like it's like you're being there, sitting there with someone as they're playing a co-op game. You're like you're just sitting there talking to them. You know, I I get that, but. This whole thing, like, is just... No, I, I mean, here's apparently. the other part. Just from a logistical standpoint, from tw- Twitch's standpoint, is, like, I'm sure when they originally wrote the guidelines for Twitch, they didn't even think about, like, well, what if someone was playing games in their hot tub? Because you just don't, like, that's not a natural connection that we make in stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when, the, when, when creators get demonetized or kicked off the platform or suspended, I totally understand why they're upset. Like, that's totally legit. Right. But then the question is like, so how do we deal with this? Do we just ban them forever and they can never do that? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we become a villain or do we create guidelines or do we say like, look, we're going to allow, but we're going to create this separate category, which it sounds like what that's what they're doing, because it's just how do you moderate that? I mean, it's like any social media, whether that's like the Facebooks and Instagrams or YouTube, Twitch or even just podcasting, like at some point, there's just so Mm -hmm. much new content all the time that you can't moderate it. And so you have to just either cut it out yeah. and that creates its own set of problems or you have to do your best to kind of not segregate it, but at least designate it to a certain space so that you can try to create like filters for people. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I, I feel for Twitch, honestly. That's a hard that's a hard problem. And, and the other part is yeah. like the hot tub thing is like if, if we do an episode in a hot tub, right, it is clearly not the same thing as like an e-girl doing it. You know what I'm saying? But but should we be banned? Why? But should we be banned Why? from doing that? Because we're just two silly dudes like that are broing it up. Why why is it not the same? I like, mean, what do you mean? Well, I'm very sexy, but I don't I don't want to say it to your face. We're doing you know it. what I'm saying about you with your shirt off. Wait, wait what did you say? <laughs> I was making a joke about uh us taking our shirts off in the in yeah. the hot tub there. Well, but 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 why is it any different if we were doing it? Like, if they're gonna have this category now, I I really do think we should do a stream from the hot tub. Like, why is it weird for us to do it? I think it? that's just a logistical nightmare. We'll we'll have to watch this and monitor and see how it, how Twitch deals with this. Jose, I thought it was interesting, but the more I think about it, the more I get angry. So, let's move on. Let's go <laughs> to reader mail. That was the news, you guys. Reader mail fan of the show, number number two fan N Seven Endorsement writes in this week, and I think Chipotle Bear saw this. He says, "Hey guys, I've been really enjoying Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and I want to bring up the first major controversy in XRT history. I love the new controls for the Mako and the vehicle combat now." Please let me know what you think about this crazy statement. Along with that, when is too soon to make a remake of a game? What about a remaster? 
Think about The Last of Us 2 rumors recently, the Resident Evil 2 remake, Final Fantasy 7 remake, etc. Thank you, N7 Endorsement, for that suggestion. So, Chipobear, you haven't played uh, Legendary Edition, so let me just start off by saying this. They, they slightly tweaked the Mako. Basically, it's supposed to be more like Andromeda. Let me just tell you right now, I'll just save everybody's time. Andromeda feels so much better and is controls. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even the same. It's still Andromeda is great. The Mako still is terrible in Mass Effect One and I don't like it. And it is better, but saying it's fun and you like this chip or uh, in in seven endorsement, you're crazy. Ch- chance you're crazy. The the Mako still sucks. It's terrible. And I, I hate it. I hate every time I'm on it. The aiming is a lot better. You actually like zoom in and it makes it easier. But it was because it was so god awful in the originals. Like on Insanity, you would just get lit. You, I would literally have to stay back and just, oh, it was terrible. But like in this game, it makes it a little bit better. So as far as the Mako is concerned, it's still terrible. I hate the Mako. And Andromeda did this. This is one thing that Andromeda did way better. And the controls were way better. So Chipeber, you don't have to address that because um, you haven't played it. But uh, I am interested to hear what you think about this question. Um, when is too soon to make a remake of a game uh, or a remaster? I, I, what do you think about that? I, I don't think. I honestly don't. I don't like to live in a world of absolutes, to be fair. Let me start with that always. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But okay. I don't That's think there's ever mantra. It's too it's too soon to have something. What I would say is a smart move, though, is either between generations of a console or between generations of a game. And and so here's what I mean by that. So if let's say that Resident Evil 3 came out and like, let's just say like this year, just for an example, because I'm trying to use examples in my head. And the, and the original original this is like the first time Resident Evil has ever came out. Correct. Like with Nemesis, right? It still had the old control okay. system where you're like, it was back and forward and you're turning with the other stick, right? It was very awkward still. And that was part of the appeal of the game. But that's let's just say that's what it was. And then let's say even a year and a half or two years later, two years later that RE4 comes out with a brand new controller scheme that really everybody loved because it was just like mm-hmm. it flew it. It made the game more you felt like you were actually in control as opposed to just kind of panicking and stuff. If at that point people said, man, I wish we could have played three with this control system. And then, in, you know, maybe even a year after that, they release a remake of, of three. I don't think that's too soon. Cause I would play that game. Like I would love to do that. Um, and so, I mean, so the other part is like, think about final fantasy seven when it came out for the first PlayStation, right? The super blocky graphics, you know, I wouldn't have hated to play it again on the PS2 or the PS3 or the PS4. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, I loved the game so much. Um, I, I don't think it's too much. And, and here's what I would also say just as a so food for thought here is think about any sports game that has a year-after-year year comparison. That is basically a remake on a yearly schedule. That's the same. I'm going to – okay, keep going. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't I don't think it's too soon. I mean, I think it's smart. Like I said, you need, you need some big factor, though. So, like, if, if they released Resident Evil 3 okay. and then the next year they were like, we're going to remaster it again and we're going to remaster it again, and we're like, okay, that's like – Exactly. That time. would be Madden. That, that's the difference. Okay. I, I like that, a big factor. But I want to hear your thoughts, though. The Last of Us 2 has been re- rumored – or not Last of Us 2. The Last of Us, sorry, has been rumored – the the recently to, uh, for place I know PlayStation but to be be remade, okay. Yeah, 
Chipotle Bear, didn't The Last of Us just come out in 2013? Yeah, but dude, 2013 was eight years okay, ago. Okay, okay, I, I know. But at the same time, it also had an HD like remaster for PS4, like in what, two years or something like that? What has significantly changed to, to re Why would you make that game again? Like, I just don't get it. Like, what has drastically changed? Like, that game is still perfectly playable. You're right, but it, I mean, I, I... It does feel a little old, actually. Some I mean, it, what, but... what I would say is just what I think is smart to do if you're going to do a remaster is to do it at immediately ahead of a sequel release. Like, I think what would have been smart for them to do... Uh, is it Naughty Dog? Is Naughty Dog Last of Us 2? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. To, for them to say, we're going to do a remaster of one, and it's going to come out six months before we release two. Okay. But what do you mean by remaster? Like, okay, remaster is just so, get so, high resolution, so high frame rates, or do you like a remake like like uh, Resident Evil 2 was, like the Resident Evil 2 that just came out in, in the 3 to, to, the, to the PS1 and PS2 version. I would say ahead of a sequel, do a remaster because you want the same storyline okay. to run through because you don't want to alternate uh-huh. choices and stuff like that. A remake, I mean, I guess I wouldn't even tie it to a sequel because that's going to make people upset. Well, like, why did, you know, you're telling two different stories here. Um, I, I mean, I guess as a, as a solid number, I mean, I would give it at least a year in between a remake, maybe, maybe two or three. You know what I'm saying? I guess, again... So- so you're saying we just played Gears Five like a year or two ago? It's we can remake that. Sure. If if you uh, had if you, but again we just fundamentally disagree. But on but this. if you had, I told you you have to have a generational change that's significant, whether it's graphics updates or control updates or something like that. Gears Five has not had that. If if theoretically, like, let's say Gears Five came out on, I mean, it did on the Xbox One, and then they're like, we're gonna remake Gears, a remake. Right, so slightly different story, different outcomes, that kind of stuff, and this new added element for the Series X, like that's not totally out of the realm of possibility. Again, I'm not a big Gears guy. I probably wouldn't play for people that were super into it. it for, think about it this way: for a game that you love, like a, a a story or a franchise that you love, you would pay anything to keep playing that story. That's why DLCs are so popular, right? It's like when you that's why you when you finish Assassin's Creed games, people pay for the DLCs because they're like I want more of this. I want more of this. And the studio, you can't just put out, you can't do that. That's too much content to put out. So I, I think that remasters are a way to harness that. Like that's just, okay. I mean. Maybe that's, okay, but you're right. Like I am a very appreciative of the Mass Effect Legendary remake. To be fair, that game also came out originally in 2007, which is a little bit further than 2013. Yeah. But like remasters are okay. You're you're basically re-releasing the game. You're up. You're getting better resolution, better frame rates. I'm I'm not so concerned. You know, yeah. down on that. But at the same time, my kind of argument would be that to that would be look at what FPS boost on Xbox is doing. Like your backwards compatibility, you can put in games now and get 60 FPS and a high, and your games are run essentially being remastered automatically for you through the console because it's much more powerful. Why can't we just do that? Why do you have to re-release the game and charge us for it versus that route? And then I guess with the, the, the last of us, they want to re like remake it. You just don't like The Last of Us. That's what this comes down to. You just don't like that franchise. Well, you're right. I'm not the biggest. And I'm, last I'm not of either. Fan. But I'm just it saying. Just, but but okay. Then I guess the other argument would be, why not just make us a new Last of Us game? Why are you remaking the first game? Would you rather have that Chipotle? 
would you rather have a remake of the first game or would you rather play a new game to continue on the story or even do a prequel? How cool would it be to do a prequel of The okay. Last of Us? That, to me, makes more so sense. Here, here, like, that would be cool. Show me what happened when Joel is just pissed off about losing his... Oh, sorry, I'm not going to say anything. For uh, that that time in between, you know? So here's what I would... Here's the only argument I have against that. And again, I don't know. It's This is my question. You could ask indoors. <laughs> is... So... Do you remember, this is a, a little spoiler about Halo, but not really. Do you remember when the Master Chief was no longer with us, right? And we, we were we were moving forward because we were like, oh, but we got to do something different. He's gone. That was a huge blow to all of us, right? Like, we just loved the Master Chief. At that point in our lives, we would have done anything else to have another game with the Master Chief. Because the characters are what matter, right? It's, it's just like with Commander Shepard, even. Right in N seven world, right in Mass Effect is like when you know that he's gone, you don't spoil. You're fine. You would do anything. I'm not fine. You would do anything to (laughs) play with him specifically again, and you cannot do that unless you do a remake. Do you see what I'm saying? Not true. You could do a prequel. There, you could do. Yeah, but you can't do a prequel with him and everyone else. You're not going to have Garrus and Liara and Rex and everybody there too because that's not how prequels work. But, okay, they haven't remade Halo 1. They've only remastered it. They upraise it. Like, remake... I I guess I have more of a problem with remaking game, not necessarily remasters. Yeah, no, I know. You see what I'm saying? Like, I I, I just... I don't... uh, To me, I would rather you give me something original and new because the last of us one was already a good game. Like it's, it's, I personally don't think it's this masterpiece or this great game that some people are obsessed with over, but I still think it was, I respect that it was a, a good game. And I don't, I don't, I just guess I don't see the need to do that story again, but just make the combat better and make it look so much prettier and maybe add some story beats. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm more old school when it comes to this. Like I uh, remastering, I don't have a problem with. Like if you can make it run and look better on the console, by all means, do that. Like I think that's great. But remaking a game, to me, I don't know. I just make just make me a new game with that within that that with those characters, right? No, I, I, I mean, but you also remember know, we're maybe. also talking a pretty small percentage of games here, like outside of Last of Us. And Resident Evil and Mass Effect, there really haven't been a ton of remakes. Well, There's remasters, a lot of remasters. What, what do you think about... Yeah, okay, so a remake. What do you think about the Final Fantasy VII remake? Like, I feel like that makes sense. That game came out, what, 1997 <laughs> or something? 97, like, I think it was. 97. This makes a lot of sense. Like, you are completely... And I hear, no, like, have you played it? Because it's on PlayStation. I haven't played it. So, Yeah. So, so I hear, well, yeah, and it should be on Xbox by now. The year is up. Still waiting, Square Enix. Um, maybe they'll blow. That'll be on Game Pass or something. But imagine that'd be, that was, that'd be crazy. Um, that game is old, and a lot of people haven't played it. Yes, I, I think it's appropriate to completely remake and modernize that game so more people can play it. But, but then it's like, well, what... Who decides on if a game needs to be remade? Like you're like Resident Evil Four and the Resident Evil Two. You're right. It is only select franchises at this point. I guess it's just evolving. 
Sorry, what did you what did you think about seven? Sorry, I didn't. I kind of cut no. You I, off lo- I mean, I haven't played the new one. To be fair, I, I loved it. I, I, here's what I would say. Yeah. What I think about remastering or remaking, I would never play a game I didn't like anyway. So like, it's like, uh, if I, it's like, <laughs> I don't really care. Again, I have no stake in the game. But what I would say is, there were games in our childhood that were so formative to us. Right. Resident Evil was that for me. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy was that for me. Yeah. And as my yeah. as my own children or my students was the no, last of us. It wasn't for me. But but that doesn't mean that it wasn't for someone else. But those games were so formative mm-hmm. that I would I would love for one day to for Penelope to play Final Fantasy Seven. But here's the thing: if I give her the port of the PlayStation One, that she would be like, "Dad, are you, are you mad at me? Like, are this... you upset that I've done something? Because it just that doesn't maintain." And so. I really mm-hmm. appreciate Square Enix in this case, or or whatever studio it is, for saying like, "Look, we can give this gift to a whole new generation of people by either remastering it or remaking it." And what I think why they chose to remake it was because not only can this new generation enjoy that whole world and those characters and that storyline, but I can also enjoy it because even though I know kind of mm-hmm. where the story is going to go, there are going to be new elements that they add. Uh, in addition to, of course, the updated graphics and controls and stuff. And so I appreciate those kind of things. And again, if a studio did something that I just don't care about, like, I mean, I guess it doesn't really bother me. The I mean, the only time remade. it would maybe upset me, but theoretically, <laughs> is if if it was a studio that had a different franchise that I want them to focus on and they weren't because they were focusing on a remake. Do you see what I'm saying? And so... You know, like if it was yeah. like we're like if if Bethesda said, or yeah, Bethesda said we're gonna do the original Fallout a remake, and I was like, I don't care about the original Fallout. Like, I want you if you redid like, I think that'd be a great if, I, three or New Vegas or even four at this point, I would be okay with. You know what I'm saying? No, because I because I played those games, but it, I, you know, I'd also would love yeah. a Fallout Five. You know I what hear I'm saying? you. So I hear you, but again, but I I think you're arguing. I think we're yeah. in agreement. Like I agree, I would want more people to experience these games, but those games are also twenty years old, so that makes more sense to me. You're right. I think I just have a problem with The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Is what I just wanted to say. Like it just, it doesn't make. It doesn't need to be remade. It already was a good game. It's not that old. Like some new persons can't just experience it and, and play it well on a PS4 or PS5. You can play that game on PS5 and it will run great right now. Yes, it's a little clunky. Yes, you have to carry on that stupid ladder or move. Like, remember, you had to move like boards to walk across. Yeah. It was so bad sometimes. But uh, I, you don't need to remake. I would much rather Naughty Dog if they're going to keep making stupid. First of all, Last of Us games already as it is. They will make that pre make a prequel. Like, make you you can make store you can make a lot of interesting stories in that world. You don't need to remake the first game. I don't. I'm going off on Last of Us. It's overrated, you guys. Moving on to the good old days. Let's just get back on track here. Uh, Chipotle Bear, you're going to appreciate this. I just want to give a personal shout out to a bitty doggy. Uh, Great to hear his name. Good friend of ours. Uh, Baca actually did. I told him about the podcast. I don't know if I told you this was, I told him that, you know, we recorded it and he went out and listened to it and he, he, he loved the episode with me and he, he said he was getting all crazy nostalgic over blood gold. Oh, so, I just want to give a shout out to him. Shout out to Aaron. So Baca writes in. Shout out, shout out. Baca, I appreciate you listening. He says, hey guys, I really enjoyed listening to the memories about Halo and Blood Gulch from our high school gaming days. I hope you all are well and cannot wait to get some LAN parties going up again with you guys soon. I want to know what your top five 
favorite original Xbox games are. Love the pod. Keep up the good work. Much love, Baka. Well, thank you so much, Baka. Much shout out to A Biddy. Um, Baka, we are going to give our top five OG Xbox games. I'm going to let Chipotle take it uh, first here because I'm interested to hear. Okay. His, his so, list. I. Uh, to be fair to the listeners, just to be very clear, I hit four right away when I saw this question, like, no problem, bam, bam, bam. And then five, there <laughs> were a couple, like, five. that I thought of, but I needed to verify they were on the original Xbox. Because, again, just, like, this is part of being middle-aged, as my argument said at the beginning. This is, like, my, my life bleeds together, and I can't remember what came out when. Because it's been a long time. I've been gaming since I was seven, literally yeah. almost three years, almost three decades. Yeah. Um, so, number five on my list is Ninja Gaiden Black. So Ninja Gaiden was a great NES game, right? Like it was you jumping through the trees and it was like it was a classic game and they they finally remade it for Xbox in the in at the time beautiful three-dimensional rendered yeah. world and it was actually very very challenging because it was the kind of game where you to like slash your sword was a single button press but then when you get into like combos and stuff it was it was it was very ahead of its time and i mean they had like time trials and stuff great game so ninja gaiden number five uh number four for me was tiger woods uh pga tour and i would say it was either the 2004 or five i would have never thought that 2004 one because because it was it was one of the first games where like you got to customize your character so you could like look like yourself and you know within their very limited Mm -hmm, parameters mm -hmm. at the time but you know just like man you you don't think that you can get sucked into a golf game, especially if you don't play golf a lot. Like I don't play golf a whole lot, but man, it's just like, it's a relaxing game. It's not stressful, like an action game. Mm -hmm. And, and if at the time when you can do couch co-op, right. Satisfying when you get a good shot, 18 holes, man, you know, four hours. Yeah. Yeah. You get the birdies and stuff like (laughs) great games. I really appreciate the franchise. Um, so that was number four. Number three for me, Fusion Frenzy. We talked about it last time. Just like so nostalgic for mm-hmm, the like mm-hmm. the competition, the four player multiplayer. You know, just like good old fashioned fun. It was kind of like also um, at the same time Mario Party was out too. So it was like almost like Microsoft's response to Mario Party at the mm-hmm. time. So like love Fusion Frenzy. Yeah, and sure. then the last two, I went back and forth. The, the last two of mine are Halo and Halo Two. Those so those are going to be my top one and two. I'm gonna put. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had to think a lot. I'm gonna put Halo Two as my number two, um, and I I had the exact same experience. Okay. I heard you describe. I think it was on episode one of the podcast where you were like at the midnight relaunch. Oh well, yeah, we're I gonna talk about the GameStop. Everybody makes another appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I I didn't get the game till probably like. 1230 and I still went home and I had to pop it in and load it and play it and you hear the the classic like choir song oh right like that was amazing and and a great game but the reason I had to put Halo (laughs) the reason I had to put Halo 1 first was just like when it so so being fully honest when I bought my first Xbox that was not in the first crop of games I bought and granted no one knew what Halo was right it was just it was one of the launch games, but it was a holy. It was a new, new idea for them. Um, eventually, played it, and it was a lot. I mean, it was fun, like a cool story. Loved that it. it was aliens in the space. The ring thing was really, like the actual Halo was a cool added element to like the science fiction world. But obviously, what made it was the multiplayer. But what where it really came cool for me was in college. And so these you youngins don't totally understand this, but at my in my college, 
our whole dorm <laughs> was basically one giant network. So like literally like a, not a server, but a local area network was actually our dorm, but it was a relatively small dorm. And so by plugging my Xbox into the wall in my room, I could play online, quote unquote, against the guy literally across the hall for me. And why that was so crucial at the time was because when you used to play multiplayer games on a screen and you have the four, you know, the dissect screen like that, you can cheat. Screen right, watching. like if you if if you know where if you know where the rooms are enough that you can say like oh he's in this place you can go hunt him and so it was incredible because I could be in my room with the door open and they could be in their room with the door open and we could literally talk to each other and talk trash to each other and yell at each other but we couldn't mm-hmm. see each other's screens uh, and I mean oh my god the hours that we wasted not wasted enjoyed doing that <laughs> and and one of the other coolest no, factors about no, the no, original. No. Halo was that when you're playing on a local area network, you could change your name every game. So you could literally like change the name of your like Halo tag. And so we, because we were super nerdy, we used to literally like yell like, what's our theme? And someone would say like, Marvel heroes. And so everyone would pick a different Marvel hero. So it'd be like, you just got shot by Spider-Man. You just got shot by Wolverine. Um, And oh my God, it was just, it was an incredible experience. So that's my, that's my list in order. Ninja Gaiden. Tiger Woods, Fusion Frenzy, Halo 2, and Halo 4. Uh, Xbox, and then honorable mentions that I also thought about were Project Gotham Racing. It was it predated mm-hmm. the Forza, but it was a great game. It was really like meant to push the graphics. And then Conker's Quest, um, which was a remake of the nineteen or the Nintendo 64 Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is hilarious and very wildly inappropriate, but a cool game. So those were my honorable mentions. What about you, man? What were your top five? Nice, nice, Chipo Bear. Uh, I have to admit, I never played Ninja Gaiden, but I've heard, or Gaiden, how do you say it? I say Ninja Gaiden. That's probably incorrect. Ninja though. Gaiden. Sorry, no, it's okay. Ooh, oh, we got a little bit of delay now. Thanks, uh, Ali and my in-laws' uh, internet here. Um, so I never played it, but I hear it's phenomenal. So I'm going to start with my honorable mentions. Fusion Frenzy. Uh, yeah, I, I can't put it in my top, but it's definitely up there. Uh, we did play that a lot with Baxter. Kind of already mentioned that Splinter Cells. Have you, did you play any of the original Splinter Cells, Jose? I don't know if you did. Wow, Ma- amazing game! I think games. I played the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I loved. It. There. Speaking of co-op, there was online co-op on that, and I'll never forget me and Alan playing together, like sneaking around. Like one had like blue goggles, one had the red ones. Amazing being able to sneak around and take people out on that. Um, and then Fable, I never played Fable on the original Xbox. I actually played that on Xbox One X through backwards compatibility, but I, I figured I should put it on there. And then I know I never played the Elder Scrolls Morrowind and Miso Pony would be very, very disappointed in that. So I'm sorry, Pony, I put it on there just for you because that's Miso Pony is still playing Morrowind to this day and streaming it on his Xbox Series X. So moving on to my top five, number five is right here. And I don't know if you uh, noticed, Chiller. Can you see what's up behind me on the stairs? Can you see what's over there? I see the original Xbox. I see it back there. There we go. Good, it's either, <laughs> the original Xbox. We got in the uh, uh, in that the big basement green disc in the of, middle. That's how I noticed it. In my uh, in-laws house here as uh, Paul's old Xbox, Ali's brother. So I found that in a closet down here in the basement. And this is the one of the my favorite games right here, Conflict Desert Storm, you guys. 
Not people, many people have heard of this gem, but as you can see, it was a platinum hit. So that means a lot of people bought this and played this. This was a one to four player co-op game. And you are just like this. title says you are an army man. Uh, you are a Delta force <laughs> in desert storm. And basically I have so many memories of playing this with Cedo and Jack and they would be the cool. Cedo was always stupid eagle eye, the sniper. Jack was always the cool machine gunner guy, and I, they always stuck me as Jones, the medic. And I had the like the worst guns, and it was just terrible. They'd always just put me as the worst guy. But this was amazing co-op, Jose. I, you, I don't know if you ever played this, but this is a great game. They had a sequel for it too. So shout out Conflict. Does where? Why don't we have another one of these? And then I was gonna say number four would be any of the Maddens that came out at the time. Like I'm looking, he also has, has my microphone stand right here is Madden 2003 right here. We were obsessed with Madden. We had so many co-op franchises together. And again, back in 2003 or whatever it was, it could be me, Jack and Cito playing on the same franchise for the same team. But for some reason we can't do that today in modern consoles. So thanks EA on that one. Uh, Number three would be the original Ghost Recon. That was the first online game I think I ever played on Xbox. And I wrote on here the notes. It says, Pendog, where are you? Pendog was like this probably 37-year-old man. I mentioned this in my first episode that would play with me. And he kind of <laughs> like got me into the online gaming. And he... uh I I just remember playing with these old guys like every t every like night or every weekend at a certain time and they that was like literally the beginning of me playing online with people and I'll never forget that I'll never forget Pendog like it's crazy and then like similar to you I had Halo two and then Halo one and the reason I put Halo one as number one was just because Halo blew my mind like that game just blew like you said it taught us how to play FPS games and. It was just such an amazing game to play. Like uh, memories playing with you. Okay, let me go back to two. So two, like you said, I already shared that story. I just want to shout out one more time, Aaron Baca. You came out to, from CSU to wait with us at EB Games. <laughs> I'll never forget when you when you came down to Boulder. We waiting to get Halo. We getting back at like two three a.m. Getting online. You're like, I, I'm going to play, and then I'm like, I got to go to bed. I leave, go to bed, go to class, and come back at like 3 the next day, and he was still playing like nonstop, just playing 12 hours straight, something ridiculous like, like, like that. And then Halo 1, like you mentioned, having land parties at Baca's house, having land parties wherever you could, uh, playing co-op. That, that was another game that you mm -hmm. can have four-player co-op. And just what an amazing game. Like, got me into shooters. Like, I didn't even know what a shooter was, uh, obviously, until Halo came out. So, shout out to the OG Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, number two, Ghost Recon, number three, Madden, number four, and Conflict Desert Storm. Shout out to A Betty for the excellent question. Thank you for writing in and being featured. Um, Chapo Bear. Oh, thanks, the other buddy. Thing I wanted to show you. Or a couple more secrets. Uh, so this is also was a fun one. I don't know if you remember Simpsons Road Rage. Oh like, my is this god! The one? It was like Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> is that what, what was the one where like it was like a Grand Theft Auto Simpsons game? Was that this or was that a different one? Yeah, it was that one. It was that one. I can't. Re oh, it was okay. And then also okay, the, there's Halo Two right there. Of course, it's right here. 
Chappelle. Beautiful. Dude, get get a load of this thing, Chappelle. This is much bigger oh, than I remember. <laughs> For you audio listeners. Giant. Dude, Chappelle, I'm holding this thing. I'm holding the original Xbox controller. You guys... It's bigger than I remember Chipotle. That's what she said. It, like, I'm not even kidding. This thing, huge, <laughs> dude. Like, it's, <laughs> and it really is like a stereo. Oh God, I forgot about the memory I'm, card I'm, slots on the top. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, it's on the top, dude. Dude, I'm like genuinely shocked, Jose, at how large this is. And then here's for comparison. Here's the, I got the they've got the S, too, conveniently. I got to give a shout out to Microsoft right at the beginning. The triggers. They were ahead of the game with these things. These still, mm. these triggers still feel good, which is incredible. But like, I'm trying to show the camera. Of course, I've got my crabby camera. Look at the size difference in this, dude. Like, I I can't even fit them on. I can't even fit the OG on the screen because oh it's God. just so massive, dude. Dude, it is. I'm not even kidding. Okay, so here's what's really gonna blow your mind. I have the Elite right. I'm not even kidding you, Jose. The Elite is probably like half the size of the OG Xbox controller. It is wild. How's the weight? Holding this uh, light, surprisingly. Like, it's not like... It's it's nothing. It's not a lot internal. Because this... Yeah, it's really not like and like holding the elite controller. The, the elite controller has some heft to it, and I like it, dude. This thing is not heavy at all. Actually, I'm holding it. It's it, it's just thick, man. Like these bumps right here. Oh my god, dude. I can see how people might like this though, but it it is like I'm just I'm shocked. Like I forgot how massive this thing was. So, shout out to the OG, the Duke. <laughs> That's controller. an awesome find, man. But I. Yeah, but I much rather prefer the the new elites. It, it just it's so dang comfortable, dude. I they've come a yeah, long way. But of course, shout out to the X, the, the S controller too. It's still very comfortable though. Like they were they they made the right choice there. So I just wanted to share those controllers with you guys and give a shout out to the OG uh, hardware there. So by the way, the Duke controller uh, much bigger than you remember. <laughs> the joke is not a joke. It, it it's all facts. Chapo Bear. <laughs> let's uh let's close the show here um did you have any closing thoughts that you wanted to talk about or are you good um no i i don't have any closing thoughts in terms of it i you know i in terms of just production notes as we talk about the structure of the show we might need to start limiting the news stories because i think we did like six or seven and that was like we were like an hour <laughs> into the news stories so we might need to uh to do like one or two, but but we'd spend in an general hour on no. it. Yeah, just I mean, just, um, yeah, I was watching. I the just timer. want to point out though, I I just want to point out though, but like we're on hour forty. We were about this length last time, so like this is we're right on time as far as like how long we recorded last week. I just want to point that out. I think our last episode was like an hour and forty minutes. No, no, I agree. I agree with you that it's it's we're about the same time as before. I would just say that, you just think we spent you know, too for, much for people that listen to lots of podcasts. Having like a ninety minute podcast every week, even though it's great content, it's we just <laughs> it's just a lot of time for people that gotta burn through yeah. lots of stuff. So just a I know, like no, other than that, just um, it's um, end of school year feels good for summer. Summer gaming sessions are coming up. I'm super pumped. Okay. Are you buying anything else or you're you're doing Resident you're finishing Resident Evil 8 and then I think you said Outriders and and Mass Effect that's kind of your plan. 
No, I mean, I'll finish RE8 and then I'll do Mass Effect. And, and if I can find time in there to reconnect with Chance or maybe with you and do um, do Outriders, I'll definitely do that. And then once I, once I get through Mass Effect, then I'll probably get pretty deep into Cyberpunk and finally finally get through oh, that. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Well, um, I will, again, try. I got to be Control, you guys. I got to be Mass Effect. That That's on my list. And thankfully... Uh, Chipotle Bears, right? The backlog without these new releases, we can we can chip away at that. So, um, with that, uh, and I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, I, I I guess when I listen to some of these other shows, Chipotle Bear, they go long, man. They go like three hours, or two and a half hours, or two hours. And I originally like I want to do like an hour, but like I have no problem going maybe b- between like an hour to an hour and a half. So. I'll try to do a better job. And I kind of was ranting about this trip, but I just needed to express, just have some empathy from you, but also <laughs> share some, uh, some real, these are the cold hard facts that our listeners need to hear because a lot of them don't have kids or maybe they do. And then yeah. they can appreciate it. Or For real. They, I'm just, this is like, I was just giving you guys, you know, the, the, the truth about having kids and going on these trips. So Chipotle Bear, Thank you so much for joining. I'm exhausted. It's 1.15, Big Apple, 1.15 a.m. over here. Always, man. Yeah. I'm probably going to pass out here. I wanted to play video games. I don't, I don't, I don't even, I can't even function anymore. I, I just realized I drove like 10 hours the past, you know, on six hours of sleep. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Joe Bear, Bear, please, uh, where can Always we find guys. you on social media? You can find me at Chipotle Bear on Instagram and Twitter. Always feel free to reach out with questions or thoughts and uh, your feedback, of course. You know, we're always open to feedback. And uh, hopefully, you know, just do play games make you happy, Absolutely. man. That's what games are for. And hopefully, we said some stuff today that just makes you want to get on your your Xbox or your, your PlayStation and, and just uh, get right in. So thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. And as always, you can reach us at xboxrecordthis.com or xboxrecordthis, all one word, on various social media and you can find me at Daddy Duwali. And as always, see you online. See you guys. Xbox Record This as a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Duwali on Twitter. You can also follow the show at Xbox Record This on Twitter and various social media. You can also find out more at XboxRecordThis.com.